Check. Check, 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 check. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello. You are listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM streaming online everywhere at xray.fm as well as on the coast Manzanita Rockaway Nahalem Wheeler shout out to the coast we're broadcasting at 91.7 on the coast if you are listening on the date of December 7 2023 welcome to a live broadcast of sex drugs and basketball the only radio show Broadcast live from the back porch of the beautiful Slingshot Lounge. Um, that's where I am tonight. I'm, uh, it's a, it's a chilly December night here in Portland, but that has not dampened the spirits of many people who are out and about here at the Slingshot Lounge. In fact, almost every table here on the back porch is taken. Uh, I don't, I don't know if any of them know that I'm doing this radio show. <laughs> here but uh you're welcome to come down and say hello or just stay in your cozy warm house and listen to our live broadcast of december 7th 2023 um please though if you are inside or or away from us not here in person or even if you are here in person send us a text okay just a friendly old text i know you know how to do it get your phone out here's the number 971 971- Two two zero five nine seven nine. That's nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. Have you ever just had that urge to send a random text to someone? Now is your chance. Okay, you send that text to me here. I will read it out loud, and it will go out to to who knows how many people, dozens probably of people listening to the show. Many of whom aren't paying attention, <laughs> but a few who will be interested in whatever it is that you text, okay? And just to start out, tell me what you're up to tonight. What are you doing on this uh, Thursday night in December? It's We're getting into the holiday seasons. Uh, so, uh, you know, what, what's, what's up? Are you driving around? Shout out to the delivery drivers of Portland, Oregon. Are you in a different city than Portland? Shout out to the people who know how to use the Internet. Um, anyways, we've gotten a few texts. Uh, one person texted early in the show and just said red fang and then gave like sort of the, the rock and roll devil horns emojis. And, um, that's because the, that, that listener was, um, drawing to our attention the truth, which is that, that song that, um, that opens the show is is Red Fang. Uh, this is a song called Prehistoric Dog. We love Red Fang. Awesome Portland band. Uh, and uh, we thank them kindly for letting us play their music at the opening of every show. That's our opening music. If you just tuned in and didn't know that. That's where we play that sh- song every time we open the show. Um, okay, uh... This text says, the date on my calendar is Thursday, December 7th, 2023. That's the date on my calendar. <laughs> we are together. Uh, th- thank you. This this is a listener. I don't know if we've named you this listener, but this listener always 
text. That's always the first text we get. For the past like three or four weeks, maybe even longer, this uh, this texter, who do what do we call you? I don't know. Uh, remind me if you have a name or you're just the date, the calendar person. Um, anyways, uh, good to hear from you. Um, uh, and then uh, also texting in is the one and only Pizza Johnny. Uh, he says, um, he sends, tonight is the first night of Hanukkah. The show is, li- if, oh, if, if tonight is the first night of Hanukkah, the show is live. Um, yes, it, it is the first night of Hanukkah tonight. Uh, and this show is live. If, if that is, unless it's a rerun. <laughs> and, uh, it's not the first night of Hanukkah. Um, anyways, uh, Pizza Johnny sent a picture of a menorah with candles burning. Um, okay, uh, and then it says, um, oh, Pizza Johnny says, don't take that as my endorsement of any particular deity. 100% atheist in the Pizza Johnny household. Okay, that's okay. You, I think you can be Jewish and still, um, and still be an atheist. I may be wrong about that. Don't, don't quote me. Um, but, uh, hi, (laughs) um, but, uh, in any case, shout out to the atheists, shout out to the, the, um, the believers, the entity believers. We, 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 we love them all. Send us your text. Our motto on this show, by the way, is no text is too, is too stupid for this show. That's not to suggest that the text you're going to send is stupid, but you don't have to worry if perhaps like you're like, oh, I shouldn't send that. It's too stupid. No chance. No chance is too stupid for this show. Just saying. Um, okay. Uh, oh, this is a text that says, hey, SDB pals. That's SDB is our short for sex, drugs, and basketball. Um, we like those three subjects on this show, sex, drugs, and basketball. We often go a far afield of them, but those are our top three um anyways hey sdb pals arthur did you think my picture of bruce willis was funny i mean really it's all i can think about when you go on about uh the coast wait uh i'm trying to understand what you're oh there was a picture um i see I see. I it, this was that this was from like a few weeks ago. You sent the picture. I had to scroll back. It's a picture of Bruce Willis and it, and he's crawling through like a, a air vent or something. It says, "Come to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few la- have a few laughs." Well, here's the thing. It, I did think it was funny, although I feel like I maybe I didn't totally get the. Is is that actually a line from Bruce Willis or is that just sort of a meme? I don't know. I'm not familiar with. Is that Die Hard and he says that in Die Hard? Or, um, so anyways, I, I, I get it because I was talking about shouting out to the coast. But I, that, that's why some of the humor was kind of lost to me because I felt like I wasn't as familiar with Bruce Willis movies as I should have been to really get that joke. But yes, thank you for the text. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, and shout out to the coast. Come to the coast, they said. Um, okay. Uh, oh, it's Sky. Oh, the calendar person is Skyrim. I forgot. It's Skyrim mouth breather. Yeah, this was <laughs> Skyrim slash mouth breather. Yeah, Sky. I'm sorry, Skyrim. I remember we were talking about uh, 
we've we've been talking. Skyrim has been texting this show for quite a while under sort of diff- slightly different identities. Is the thing I figured out, or at least different identities to me. I I th- there was like a break and you became a different person <laughs> when you started texting again. Um, okay, uh, this text says, "Do you want a beer? What kind? I'm on my way." Oh, I think this is. Oh, it's a. Uh, it's gold gay it's gold gay gold i so gold gay is one of our longest time listeners um he's uh he's a fascinating guy very fun and uh i saw him at the gym today i was playing just to get some basketball into the show i was playing basketball which i love to do and uh and then i saw gold gay he was like pumping iron or something he's like a he's like a triathlete or something like that um, he's like an Iron Man person. We'll ask him about what he's up to. Anyways, he's on his. He said he was gonna come come down, and so that he texted, "Do you want a beer? What kind? I'm on my way. I've had two energy drinks in the last two hours and a half, and edible for our rager tonight at Slingshot." <laughs> okay, so there you go. Gold Gay is on his way. It could it could just be me and Gold Gay raging at the Slingshot. But you're welcome to come down and, and say hello, um, or just party over the FM airwaves. Um, so, okay. This text, all it says is in all caps, bite it, you, and then, and then in all caps, scum. I don't even know what that is. It, is I just like, keep, keep, I can't tell whether it's a joke or you're seriously upset with me or, or what. Um, anyways, bite it, you scum. Or maybe that's a line from the movie. See, that's the thing. I'm sorry if I'm missing the, a joke. Keep it coming. I want to know more. Bite it, you scum. <laughs> Tell me more. Explain it. Um, uh, okay. Uh, this is, uh, Skyrim says, tuning in from work tonight. Uh, and sent a picture of an X-ray FM, like, is that your X-ray FM hoodie that you've got? Um, some kind of some sort of material with X-ray FM on it. Um, okay, I forgot what you do for, at, for work. I don't know if you want to share what it is that you're tuning in, that you're that you're able to listen while you're working. Um, but if you are and want to let us know, remind us. Then I would like to know. Just curious. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, Pizza Johnny sent in um, this. Uh, picture of it's that time of year when i hang my human santipede over the fire so you have to if you if you know the the movie um the movie human centipede then you uh then you would you sort of understand that this image it's like an image of a human centipede but all the the heads are have little santa hats on them so it's human centipede um anyways uh yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I do actually own that. Is that actually yours? And did you make it yourself? It looks kind of homemade. Um, okay, the person who said "bite it, you scum" th- then wrote in all caps, "Play GG Allen." <laughs> um, well, we do play music on this show, um, but um, it's it's I the, I like to make it. The rule is that we play music from bands that are playing in town this week. Or, um, bands that, uh, or bands that, or, well, I'm, the other, the other thing, reason we play is if, if someone has died and we p- will play their music. Like, I was gonna play, uh, 
a song uh, by the Pogues during the next break because uh, their their lead singer Shane McGowan died this week, and uh, and he's just been he's a classic, uh, just a classic artist. And so we'll, we'll play a song of his, even though he's not playing in town uh, or that band, even though they're not playing in town. So uh, Gigi Allen, if Gigi Allen, I believe is dead. I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, but didn't die this week, so doesn't quite get the doesn't quite get the thing. Anyways, but we do take requests from time to time. Not that that was like that polite a request. It was, it was all caps. It's just like a demand. Just play GG Allen, <laughs> all caps. Like this is you will do this. Um, but well, I would consider it, except that it doesn't fit the criteria at this at this particular moment. If you would like to keep texting, uh, if you would like to, if you would like to join the conversation or keep the text coming, uh, text us at 971-220-5979. That's 971-220-5979. Oh, the Pizza Johnnies sent a picture to confirm that their human Santa pad is really theirs because they are in the picture. It looks like, I feel like they just took the picture. It's like, it's like a Snapchat picture. Like they just took it. Um, anyways, uh, thank you for the verification there. Um, all right, we're going to take a break since I got reminded about the Shane McGowan song. I want to, I do want to play that song because, uh, the Pogues were, are, they're such an awesome band and, uh, he was, he was such a legend. I, I was reading all these great Shane McGowan stories this week because he died. Um, I guess it's, he was in, in poor health. Oh, there's gold gay. Uh, um, Anyways, uh, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll say how to gold gay. And, uh, and the other thing I want to say is, Hey man, uh, good to see you. Oh, I got an, I have two beers. Um, uh, um, the, the other thing I want to say is that I want to talk. I had, I had posted, uh, on Instagram and, and Facebook. Um, I want to discuss, uh, the, the documentary series, the garden, cult or commune. Um, uh, uh, Jules was on the, the show last week and she was, she was like the, the third person to recommend that series. Um, so I really want to talk about that. Uh, especially if anyone has seen it, I, I'm just dying. I hear there's like, there's like backstories. So this, this is a conversation that could go on over a couple different shows, but if you haven't seen it, you, you'll have a chance, but I want to at least start talking about it because I, I found it to be a really fun documentary. It hits on a lot of, topics that we like to discuss here on sex drugs and basketball um so the garden culture commune um will be discussed after the break uh but for now um let let's hear uh this the the pogues have this like famous um christmas song holiday song um that is uh it's called fairy tale of new york um and so i'm going to play that song uh this is in honor of shane mcgowan who died uh, er, some earlier this week. Um, and when we come back, we'll have Gold Gay here and uh, we'll have more sex, drugs, and basketball. Keep your texts coming. Text us at 971-220-5979. No text is too stupid for this show. No text is unwelcome. Just send it send away. Um, uh, okay, uh, here we go. Uh, Fairy Tale of New York. Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank, 
Support for X-Ray FM comes from Cascade Record Pressing. As the Northwest's only vinyl record manufacturing facility, Cascade is committed to serving Portland's independent recording artists and record labels. Cascade Record Pressing. Local manufacturing for local music. For more information, please visit CascadeRecordPressing.com. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to Sex, Drugs, and Basketball. Um, that was um, the Pogues with uh, Fairy Tale of New York. Um, and uh, I've been, I was got to catch up with Goldgate uh, briefly um, during the break there. Um, but we're back. This is Sex, Drugs, and Basketball. If the date on your calendar is December 7th, 2023, welcome to a live broadcast of this show. Do you want headphones, Goldgate? You can... You can have them if you want. They s- just grab these, yeah. Yeah, If it's totally your call. Um, anyways, this is a show that is broadcast from the back porch of the Slingshot Lounge. It's a chilly night, but we do have heaters here. If you want to come say hello. Um, we, were just, uh, we were just catching up. Let me read some, uh, me read some texts. Uh, this is, um, ooh, juicy text here it says my new special lady friend is taking me to highly suspect tomorrow night are you familiar with them i feel like i've heard the name before listen to two songs so far and i don't really like the band or the songs not sure if i'm going to enjoy the show kind of anxious because i don't want her to think uh i'm not fun if i don't like the show um here wait test your mic for a second can you hear me okay yeah, I How's think that? so. yeah, yeah, that's good. Go. He's working the getting laid angle. That's what he's <laughs> in it for. <laughs> getting laid. Well, yeah. um, let me just introduce you. Uh, I did. Gold Gay is uh, you're like one of the longest time listeners of the show. Or are you the longest th- that we've got? Is you between you and AP? I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, well, it's any- been like. Y- Seven years, probably. Seven six years. years. Six, seven years. And so we saw each other at the gym. You're kind of a, like, you like to run, like, ultra marathons, right? Like, mm-hmm. like trail runs, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, all trail runs. Yeah. Here, wait, hold it a little closer to you. Yeah, trail you runs. Colgate also has, like, a really, like, ZZ Top level beard, so... I feel like you're like holding your mic like at the end there, of your beard. I think, so there, I think there's a po- uh, posted picture in the archives of me yes. on the Facebook yeah. page. If you look, if you like look on our social media, so. you can find a picture <laughs> of Gold Gay. Anyways, um, so you, are you training for a race right now, or you're just? Well, no, I. You know, last year or this year, I took off from racing because I wanted to try something else. That's uh-huh. when I took up pickleball. Oh right, and <laughs> now I'm injured. So <laughs> we were just discussing pickleball, the dark secret of this this hot sport, which I, I think it's like the fastest growing sport in America, is that like it's injuring everybody that like plays it because not that it's like a really like dangerous game. There's no contact or anything, but it's deceptive right. in that there's a lot of running well, fast and stopping yeah, and yeah and i think it's the jarring like stops lateral stops because yeah. it's not physical at hardly mm-hmm. i mean it's not like tennis yeah it's not as physical I should right say. so yeah i mean it's i think it's the for me it's the lateral sudden lateral movement where you know from running when you're like just up and down you know forward and backwards right kind of like stuff and yeah. then all of a sudden it's just lateral and my my left knee is all jacked up now so or it's 
not great. I well, know, I don't know what extent. I, you know, for me, like I am, I am now 54 years old. So like, I have a lot of friends who get injured doing stuff like playing pickleball. Like we're just like, a couple of old codgers now. <laughs> yeah. But it, that is the age when everyone's just injuring. Like I still play basketball. Um, played a double OT uh, game in my league last night. Uh, we lost, but um, but you know, I I am aware the older you get, the Mm-hmm. The harder it is to play. I am signing up for a couple races for next year, though. Oh, cool. Ass- assuming I will be able to recover since I'm not playing pickleball anymore. And train. What's the what's the distance of the races? Well, it's going to be a little different because, um, you know, I haven't been really running much uh-huh. in the last year. So um, I have to get back to where I kind of was. But um, it's going to be a little bit different. So I'm going to do a 12-hour race. So Oof. it's just you just run for twelve hours and you just see how far you can go. Uh, <laughs> um, I would be like twelve hours. I'll run like you know three or four miles and then so just generally stop. that's about a fifty miler for me. A fifty it miler should be. About, I mean, it's pretty Damn. flat and it's just multiple many many loops. It's a short course, uh, and then my um, bigger race will be the volcanic fifty k, which I've done three times before. Um, so it circumnavigates Mount St. Helens. The volcanic, yeah, it's a thirty nice. fifty k, so it's a thirty one mile race, but it's very very difficult and challenging and technical, so it runs more like a fifty miler. Oof, yeah, that so just those kills are the two. Yeah. Well, okay. So if you have any questions about distance <laughs> running, um, let me read some of these texts. Um, anyways, so you're uh, just to I, I I got off that text. Your special lady friend is taking you to see Highly Suspect, which is a band. That I, I'm guessing I don't I don't know the band now I feel like I uh, I'm, I want to just like listen to the what's the thing. usual suspects is that a movie yeah there's a movie oh, okay. so highly suspect <laughs> is uh, they're playing at uh, at the Wonder Ballroom on Friday night um, I mean let's just see this is what they sound like I mean it's okay. But That's a good start. Right? Yeah. Here we go. Here's the drop. Okay. I mean, it doesn't sound bad. Yeah. I, I, but you're saying you don't like it. It's not your cup of tea, and so you're, you're going, you're like, you're anxious because you don't want her to think you're not fun if you don't like the show. Is he a secret Swifty? <laughs> is that I mean. It is? Is he a Swift? I think it's okay not to like the show. I mean, you could. There's here's a couple of things. Jokingly, I want to say like you could just get super effed up, and then you'll probably enjoy it. You know, smoking weed or drinking is is like a surefire way to enjoy the music. Um, but you know, that's maybe not the best advice. Uh, but <laughs> but if you want her to, I mean, you know, if you guys have a real connection, I don't think. Not we like need more the music. information. How long yeah. have you been dating? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's always good. Here's the thing: is just be open to it. Like I, you know, if I took uh, someone that I was trying to date to a show, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't demand that they loved the the music. I would just, ho- if it was a band that I liked, I would just hope that they were open to it. They weren't just like kind of like being a little like snobby about it or something like because. Yeah, or like, oh, we just got a text from that listener says, the band seems derivative. We, yeah, I mean, all bands are derivative, let's be honest. But yeah, I know what you mean. They're they're derivative. It's I, I get it. Like, it, it it's not like, it's not your cup of tea. I mean, I wasn't saying, but 
you know, a live music show, there's just, you know, you can kind of zone out and listen to the music. So uh, I, th- I think, you know, just kind of loosen up, have a few drinks if you drink or smoke some weed if you do that. How long have you known her? Yeah, how long that's have you known her? Know. There's, that's, sounds like it's a new relationship. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, this is, oh, Skyrim texted in about their job that they are at. It says, uh, I have a new read old job currently. Uh, I'm also a photographer who was interested in asking out my former client. Oh, yeah, that's Skyrim. How could I forget Skyrim? Yeah, whatever happened, we were all encouraging you to ask out your former client. Uh, I said, I never did get to see her before I left. Oh, Well, keep us posted, Skyrim. I feel like we all got, like, really tight. What happened to her? Where'd she go? Well, you were leaving the job. He was a client. She was Mm. a client. Somehow you were leaving the agency you were working with or something, and, well, you never got to shoot your shot. Um, Maybe you'll see her again. Regrets. Regrets, yeah. It is tough. You know, it's, I mean, I I think people on the show gave some good advice, which was like, you know, not, don't be creepy or, or, um, or like put your job, your career in jeopardy. But then just to sort of counterbalance that too, it's always like, you know, if you, as long as you're okay with, with rejection sometimes, you might as well, you know, you don't, it's, it sucks to live your life Mm -hmm. full of regrets. So. You, give, it, you know, give it a try, man. Yeah, you know, just just give it a respectful shot, and if she says no, then yeah, move I mean, on. If if your uh, if your contract is up, why not? Now's the time. Yeah, now I mean, I I, I mean, you don't want to stalk her or something, but surely there's a way to reach out, find out, reach yeah. out to her. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay, Electromagnetic said, uh, wow, gr- gr- great song. Thank you. Did you write, oh, did he, I thought it said, did you write it for a second? I was like, no, I didn't write that song. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I believe that was written. The Pogues are, you know, I don't know too much about the Pogues. I know Shane McGowan is just like, if you look him up, he's a very striking looking character. You know the Pogues? You know, the, like, they're Irish and, um, Shane McGowan, if you look him up, he had like, terrible teeth like his teeth they're they're like his teeth were just like crooked and falling out and what is it the pokes he, pogues p-o-u-g-e wait g-u i don't know i can't i can't spell very well especially out loud pogues got it p-o-g-u-e-s um oh yeah um, anyways, Shane McGowan's a very striking looking guy, but he was very brilliant and he, and he had, he had a, you know, beautiful voice and I'm pretty sure he's the one who wrote that song. Um, okay, uh, the, the, the person who's going to see Highly Suspect with, I think it's his girlfriend though, it might be, they might be a, a female, female couple, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, this, this would be our third, this would be our third date. Uh, been, been talking for a couple months okay okay Mm -hmm. Okay. there you go well um uh yeah it's a slippery slope you don't (laughs) yeah you know it's that sweet spot right where you're like "Mm, i don't like this band but i definitely want to hang out with her yeah you were like you identified it right away gold gay you were like this is about getting laid isn't that what you said well i mean that's a that's if you don't like the band that should be your angle like something to focus (laughs) on yeah, just get through it, right? I Hopefully mean, the night goes that way. I mean, the funny thing is because the third date is at that point, 
you you're gonna figure out whether you're physically into each other. I'm not saying you should be like getting naked and right. having sex, but well, but by the third date, something should be happening well, more than holding well, maybe hands. Maybe something's already happened, you know. So I know. It's like, I would well, imagine by now. I mean, in today's world, I think third date there's some there's been some activity. Uh huh. Well, my advice, really, if you smoke weed, is to smoke some weed. I mean, that is what weed is all about getting you through a concert that you uh, weren't necessarily like excited to go to but just want to kind of you know um okay uh this is um this text says i'm looking at new jobs and so far it's got to be a toss-up between being a sperm donor or being a head lice <laughs> removal technician oh definitely sperm donor <laughs> uh wait who is this person uh i'm not sure who this person is uh um, I feel like you've texted the show before. Maybe remind me who you are. That's, that's a funny. That's a no-brainer. Um, really. Yeah. So between those two options. But I mean, here's the thing: a sperm donor isn't a full-time job. Let's be honest. For me, it is. <laughs> a sperm donor, like I mean, even if you donated every day, which would be quite a feat i think i don't know maybe and what does that pay i'm curious like what is a, yeah. a deposit is Depo- there a what need? does a deposit deposit you yeah <laughs> i don't know i if anyone's done it for money and yeah. wants to share their experience please text us at 971-220-5979 or would that texter share share your research but the thing is like head lice removal technician <laughs> is like a full-time job like people people in portland get a lot of head lice i happen what? to know because I have two daughters, um, they don't—they're older now, and they don't get head lice. But they have long hair, and they were—they went to a public school here in Portland. And there was, because I think of the environment here, there's a lot of head lice. I didn't know that's a—that's yeah. a, like a, a epidemic or a pandemic here in Portland. Well, it's it—it's any parent who has a kid with long hair in Portland. Has probably experienced head lice. Like why, it's why long hair? I'm so because, ignorant about well, this stuff. Because lice are like these little bugs that they jump into your hair and then they lay eggs. And so the way that you get the way you get lice, a lice infestation, is that the that it's not just you, like so it they can jump like if you put on someone's hat or they can oh, you right, know like right, right. they don't they don't like crawl across the floor and get climb up like they have to be. They, there has to be contact. There has to be contact, or you have to like put on someone's hat sure. or something like that. But it, it happens a lot with kids, like from like kindergarten age on up to uh, about like all the way through middle school. Honestly, our daughters were getting lice every once in a while, and we just got used to it. It was like the the routine. Did and you, uh, did you ever get it? I never got it. That's why I'm saying long hair because I have fairly short hair, and so. Everyone in my family would get it except for me. The, but I've always, I, I always attributed it to the fact that they had long hair. But the thing is, we would pay. It, it, you, so here's a, how I know about the head lice. Yeah. There is a there was a place called Lice Knowing You here in Portland, <laughs> and we just knew the drill. It's like the girls got would get That's lice, and we would tell everyone, all their friends, or we would find out from a friend who had lice, and then we would check and see that they had lice. And we would go to these head lice removal technician, and you pay. It's like 150 bucks. It's not cheap. How, l- um, how long is the session? It takes it like over an hour, like because they comb, they carefully, they put this oil on your hair, and they guarantee that they get all the lice out. They and they, it's not like 
they just really go through it carefully and it's kind of a pain in the butt i mean you can do it yourself but you d- you don't know that you're going to get it all out and and these and and they have all the materials and the tools and you can't just so. soak your head in bleach no, I mean the, those. Work. The thing is that that those like shampoos that you buy at um at like the drugstores and stuff, they don't really work. Like the lice, they're first of all they're like really harsh chemicals, and it's kind of scary that you're putting that on your head. But also they don't actually work that well. You don't they they don't they don't they don't get all the lice out. It's the eggs. So the lice, yeah, that that not to be, you know, it's but the the. The lice get on your head and they lay the eggs. So, anyway, so to circle back around, sperm donor, sperm go, donor, go with yeah. sperm donor. But if you could, yeah. Oh, so and this person answered, uh, said, uh, I think both jobs definitely exist within the gig economy. Quotes. <laughs> uh, not sure about the sperm donor payout, but the head lice removal job is thirty five dollars an hour. Oh, this is Spokane with, Shrimp with, with benefits. Good to hear from you, Spokane Shrimp. Uh, um. Yeah, thirty-five dollars an hour is legit. It's it's. I mean, it's a real job. I think it would be kind of an interesting job. I I think I definitely would go with head lice removal technician. I mean, I don't think you can make that kind of money as a sperm donor. I think you might make thirty-five dollars a donation or something. And that's uh, like that's, once. That's no. That's, that's not enough. Yeah, you can't live on being. Yeah. I mean, you could do both. You could do both. I wonder if I could work remotely and be a sperm donor. <laughs> Yeah. Could I just send my deposits in in a certain way? <laughs> I think sperm donor is basically like a, you know, that's like a that's like a side hustle. That's not a full-time job. Um I want to be in the desert in a van working remotely making <laughs> deposits of sperm. I know. Um okay, um this is the person who oh is going to see um highly suspect with the girlfriend uh says uh says um, says I am open to it inherently I'm open minded musically um, I won't be snobby I asked her to the Mount Erie slash back belt black belt Eagle Scout uh, show which she isn't familiar with um, and she is being so nice and invited me to the Dresden Dolls coming uh December 28th. So it only seems fair I go to Highly Suspect and just have a good time regardless of the music. Yeah. Um, yeah. We And then says, we are hitting it off pretty well. Unfortunately, we live on opposite sides of the Columbia. You must be young because I, living on opposite sides of the Columbia doesn't seem like it's that big a barrier. Like, there's several bridges <laughs> that go over the Columbia. There's, uh, there's vehicles. <laughs> that can, uh, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't seem like... I mean... The, that's not that should not be a barrier to love, um, but it sounds like first of all, Dresden well, jo- Dolls yeah. is a legit band. That's a, I think that's isn't that Amanda Plummer's band? Like, uh, that's a legit show. That's it. I know they're I know they're coming up. So, I would just I would just be open to it. Like I wouldn't be too worried about it. I think you'll have think, fun. I don't think he, I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Do you? I feel like you're a, you may identify as a male, but. Let us know if we've misgendered oh, yeah. you. Yeah, I was assuming it was a male. As I, well. I just yeah. was making that assumption. Right. Um, okay, uh, okay. Then uh, electromagnetic says no. Skyrim has to find a way. This story has to become the sex, drugs, and basketball mantra for the possibility of true love. I would rec- recommend a tarot reading. A tarot reading sounds weird, but I stumbled upon one in an event a couple of months ago and it was really insightful for a relationship issue that was plaguing me. Okay. 
Okay. So Skyrim, that you hear that? I have a friend that goes to a medium regularly, and she's completely yeah. a sane person. You know, it's not like, um, it's not a weird thing. Mm. Well, um, oh, by the way, I said Amer- Amanda Plummer, and I meant Amanda Palmer. Sorry. Amanda Plummer, I think, is an actress, um, is the singer for Dresden Dolls. Um, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Now, Pizza Johnny finally gets uh, gets us to the what I was said we were going to talk about, which is The Garden, the show on HBO. Um, it's, uh, he, said, he said, we are on episode two of The Garden. Apparently, we were watching the wrong HBO cult documentary. We're watching Mother God. Um, yeah. What is The Garden a documentary? Yes, The Garden is a documentary, so I, I do want to talk about this. And, and maybe we'll just I'll just like talk about it a little bit, and then I'll encourage listeners to check it out, and we'll talk about it more next week because it's more fun if I don't want to do a bunch of uh, spoilers on it. It's, but um, we, we, like, we like to do movie recommendations and stuff on the show, and... Uh, Jules was on the show last week, and I I had I'm I love like hippie cult movies. Like I'm I'm like just anything that in, involves hippies and cults is interesting to me. And so this is a and whether it's a documentary or or fictional movie, this is a documentary series about this um, this commune out, and they started in Tennessee called the Garden. And I think as far as communes go, it's a pretty, like, typical commune situation. They, they all kind of live off the grid in buses on some land that somehow they acquired. And they, um, do, they dumpster dive for food and stuff. And, but the thing that kind of made them stand out was, I guess a few years ago, one of their members became, like, sort of a TikTok viral star, this guy named Tree who was from England or Ireland or something, and he just had a big TikTok presence, and he would do these videos from the commune, and it and it made all of these people started showing up at the commune because they saw him on TikTok, mm-hmm. and they wanted to... And so they just started attracting, like, strange uh, people, and so Did they... Did you say this is in Tennessee? It was in Tennessee, yes. Okay. So they closed the commune off. They were like, we can't... We can't accept can't more people. Accept more people. And then... Then this was a few years ago, and then the recent turn of events was they acquired some land in Missouri, and they wanted to start a new commune. Mm-hmm. And so somehow they did. They made a deal with HBO to do this documentary, which feels a little bit more like a reality show. And I I have a feeling there's a lots of stuff coming out about how manipulated all the things were that were happening. But what I just found fascinating about it was it was just these people like it's just this whole culture of people. So this is uh, sorry to interrupt. This is currently happening like this. Well, I think um, I think the events of the documentary probably happened a a year or two ago. But the commune and the cult. Yeah. Quote unquote cult is like still present. Right. So the, 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 the premise of it, I think it's a six part documentary series, like six 45 minute to an hour episodes. And. It's they're starting a new commune in in this land of Missouri. And there's all these these newcomers who come for like 10 day trial periods and they follow their experience. Yeah. Yeah, But there's no you don't see any drugs in it. I I do believe that it was they're like smoking weed and maybe doing psychedelics. But 
it's more like the the show doesn't portray that. It's more just the idea of living off grid yeah. on yeah. on like off yeah. the land and starting and what I thought was really interesting is that there were so many people and I and I this is what I wanted to discuss is that there's so many people in this country right now who believe that like society is crumbling and they need to like prep and get oh. get ready for like the, the 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 term like the zombie apocalypse this, is used all the time in this documentary. This sounds slightly QAnon to me as well. Yeah, I I think it's Q, I think it's just whatever. It's just this part of American culture is fascinating to me. It's like all these right. young people who are just like saying like I just got to go off grid and get ready for the collapse of society, which. So I, is, let me ask a question. Is is there, like, one central, like, person that's, like, a, a quote-unquote leader of all this? Well, they – yeah, so that's what the – then the, the whole documentary kind of follows this idea of these newcomers trying to figure out, like, is this really – is this a commune or a cult? And, I mean, it's – the answer is it's kind of, like, a little bit of both, but maybe neither really. Like, it, it yeah. it's not a very, like, well – like, I think real commune livers li – people who live on – like real communes probably take offense at this documentary because the 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 people who they it's just very like sloppy the way they do everything there and the, the, these newcomers show up with like roller suitcases and and tents and <laughs> Louis, air, Louis like, Vuitton roller suitcases. Yeah, it's like there's no way they're gonna like live on a commune. Like they. So but, this sounds like um, what was it a couple years ago? The one in or Wild Country. Yeah, it has like wild country vibes, vibe. but it's. Yeah. I just find the whole experience of like communes and cults and and this idea that that Americans want to get back to the land and get off the grid is just a really fascinating so phenomenon. You said at the beginning of this um, explanation of this uh, documentary that you love like hippie old stuff. So I yeah. just watched Easy Rider for the first time. Oh yeah. Oh my god, dude! That is the trippiest, <laughs> hippiest movie I think I've ever seen in my life. That's the original. I mean, yeah, that's with the Dennis, original. Dennis Hopper, Dennis Hopper, yeah, and uh, nineteen sixty nine. The Fonda, Henry Fonda. Yeah, I mean, it's right in the right in the thick of yeah. you know, um, flower power kind of stuff. Yeah, so I mean, that like, movie launched a whole. Oh my god! It yeah, was, it was insanely trippy. I couldn't believe like how um, bizarre it was, but good, really good actually. Well, the interesting thing about Easy Rider as a movie really is that that was one of the first independent movies right. to like break into the big time. Mm -hmm. So regardless of what you think of the, the subject matter, that movie, like Hollywood, like we complain about the corporate structure and corporate media and ho Hollywood and everything now, but back then in the, in the forties and fifties. And, and so this, and this is the early sixties when that came out or late sixties, you ha there was no nobody made movies outside of the studio system. Nobody even had the the wherewithal to shoot a movie that was not done through Hollywood in some way. So Easy Rider, like those guys, they like Dennis Hopper and Henry Fonda, mm -hmm. they just decided to go shoot this movie, and they had a script that was like kind of rough and tumble enough loose. that yeah. they could do it, and they made this movie, and it be it was a worldwide hit, a classic, and so. Regardless of whether you like the movie or not, oh, it's I, it's a I really thought, important I movie. Henry Fonda was amazing in it. Yeah, Hopper's a little goofy. Yeah, um, but yeah, but it well, Jack Nicholson's in that movie oh, too. Right. Right. Yeah, like that's that right. that was yeah. so that movie broke him into the 
he's the guy that gets stabbed. Is that the he, right? gets, he gets he gets shot. He gets he's right. He's the, driving the on his like these uh, racist southerners. Yeah, they, yeah. Not racist. Well, probably racist, but yeah. Well, it it it's it just reminds you if you watch it is that the the culture wars of America have been they've been going on for for yeah. forever. Like yeah. we this we tend nothing, to think this is nothing new. Yeah, it's just that's the point I want to make about the garden is like. I, I would just say to like all these people who are just like yeah societies, at, we're at the end times and you, we got to prep for for you know the, the collapse of everything and I understand how the pandemic and all these things have made us feel that way but but I just would say like that's not new in America like Americans have for hundreds of years been creating little societies and going off grid. And predicting the the collapse of the country and all like that happens. That's been happening since like the the 1700s in America, and before. I mean, America was founded by that very instinct. Like we got to get out of England to go to a new place, and so it's kind of in the American psyche. And anyways, I just that that's what I find so interesting about that word. Um, okay, let me just uh, read some more text here. We got a bunch. Um, uh, this says, oh, this is, um, uh, someone says, I freaking love Amanda Palmer and Dresden Dolls. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Who, uh, hold on. Let me get back to, oh, it's Strawberry. Sorry, Strawberry. Um, wait. Is this, wait, okay. Let me. I, I have to go all the way back. Strawberry, I'm sorry. I haven't seen your text. They they came in. They came in a while ago. But you, they like they they. Whenever you if you send a text in and then I haven't read it and then you send another text, it it sends you to the back of the line sort of. So I apologize if I it took me a while. Anyways, let me read Strawberry's text. Good evening, Arthur. It's Strawberry. I hope your night is going well. Saw on Instagram that you got your your Xmas tree already. Where did you get it? Um, I went, uh, we went up to, uh, around Estacada actually in Pizza Johnny's territory in the National Forest. Um, we, we went out and, and cut it down. We did got a permit to do that. Um, then it says, I just got home from a date with Cowboy. Uh, we boinked at my house and then <laughs> went to dinner at JoJo. Amazing food cart. Have you been? No, I haven't. Tell me more about Cowboy. Cowboy. So, Strawberry was last week. Strawberry was giving us a rundown of their love life, and it's kind of complicated. Um, I'm gonna go. I have to go back to. Um, it's a poly- she, I believe Strawberry is non-binary. Uh, it's non-binary, um, but uh, and Strawberry had a girlfriend who was a trans woman and a boyfriend, a cis man named Cowboy, and a non-binary partner. Who they live with, um, wow. a, 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 an assigned male at that's, birth. That's Not a lot better. of. That's a lot yeah. of options. Yeah, a lot of options. I like that. Um, so strawberry was just boinking with cowboy. We boinked mm-hmm. at my house and then went out to dinner at JoJo, amazing food cart, um, and then dessert at Loretta Jeans, a pie bakery. I've heard of Loretta Jeans Pie Bakery. I got two cream pies today. LOL. <laughs> I get it. I think that's sort of like an innuendo <laughs> thing. Um, and then Strawberry says, "I'm so I'm so sorry, Skyrim. I hope you get to see her again. Um, but don't lose hope. Sometimes you just got to go for it. And sweet people are in all kinds of places. Good advice. Good advice. Then also, Strawberry says, "I think head lice removal would be kind of fun 
but lice are one of the few bugs that really squick me out along with ticks, bed bugs, fleas, and maggots. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're like squeamish about the lice, then that's not a good job. But if you could, like, I think it would be kind of fun, honestly. Like, I, if you liked picking scabs, yeah. when you were a kid, yeah. you're probably a good candidate to be a head lice remover. I could be a head lice remover tech, removal technician. That would that that's a job I honestly believe I could do. Um, uh, I fr- then uh, and then also said I freaking love Amanda Palmer and Judson Dolls. I watched all of Mother God in one sitting, and it was wild. I haven't. I don't know Mother. Mother God, that must be another HBO. Like HBO, I guess, is doing a lot of cult documentaries because <laughs> they know people like me eat them up. And then Strawberry says, one of the best cult docs uh, since Heaven's Gate. Uh, oh, about Mother and God. I also watched some of How to Be a Cult Leader, which is a great overview of most well-known cults. They did a great job. Like David Koresh. And yeah. I mean, I like every cults are just fascinating, you know. Like, there's the the line between a cult and a commune is very Who's thin. The, who was the one that took all of these um, people down to South America and like a Jonestown, center, right? Jonestown, Jonestown yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a congressman got killed, right? Yeah, like that's right. There was yeah. a congressman who went down there, and right. I think he got shot. There's a good documentary it's, about that. Yeah, There's a yeah. about There's a the lot Jonestown. Of info on that. Yeah, yeah. The, I think that I, I I find it fascinating that there's like one like guru who somehow convinces yeah. these people to come along for the ride. <laughs> well, that's I. That's what I think. It's just human nature. As we are, as a, as like a. a species we we are that's our kind of natural format is is like to live in a tribe with a leader like a, a, a person who kind of like calls the shots like that is the way that i think people are used to living whether and so it it happens like that's it's it's strange but i think that's why cults work that's like psychologically it's just people who don't have a tribe and they just are looking for something. It's I very think, powerful. I think the Jonestown, um, the, that leader um, preyed on um, people who were des- like seeking something. They were desperate uh-huh. for something in their lives. Well, it's, it's, I, I think that's generally the, the feeling of cults is that those, those are the people that gravitate towards them is that they're searching for something. The, the thing that's weird about the Jonestown cult though it like i there is a really really good documentary i'll look it up during the break um because that that was a very like diverse interesting group of people and they all went down to panama to like start a new society and apparently the the a lot of the people that were in it were like yeah they were obviously seeking something and were something in their lives was but they weren't like totally off their rockers they just wanted like it was like a very interesting mix of people, and it's kind of wild that that's how it all ended. They all committed mass suicide. I remember when that happened. I mean, I was I remember I was like a very young kid, mm-hmm. but I remember like people talking about. It. I was like, wow, that is really it's definitely weird. one of the higher profile ones for sure. Yeah. Just like um, Heaven's Gate was that it? The one yeah, in Heaven's Sa- Gate the one was in San another Diego one. where yeah. they all drink, literally, you know, killed themselves yeah. as well to follow. It happens. To it follow happens. a comet. Um, okay, uh, this is um, uh, this is oh sorry, this is Ms. Pizza Johnny says that commune is a mix of any Burning Man camp and the show Survivor. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. Was it did remind me somewhat of just 
going to Burning Man. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> it was point. like there like one of the episodes is all about this character tree who just wants to have a party, a sexy party and dance and then some of the other like the other members of the commune have like kids and they're like they don't want to they they don't they're like for some reason don't want this party to happen. And I think that young people when they go to communes like they basically I think that's what the the festival scene has happened has like sort of become is that that's this whole sort of commune lifestyles. Now you can just go to from festival to festival. Just go to Pickathon. Yeah, there's like Pickathon, yeah. Burning Man, Lightning in a Bottle, whatever like Oregon Bonnaroo. Country Fair, Bonner like you could just go from one festival to the next and live and in this basically be doing that. Yeah. The the reality show or the documentary. Oh, um uh Jay Hops, I think, uh, is correcting me. I was saying Henry Fonda. It's Peter Fonda, not oh, Henry right. Fonda. Excuse mm-hmm. me. You yeah, are correct. An easy writer. Yep. It's Peter Fonda. Yep. Henry, Henry Fonda Fonda's was his son. father. Yeah. It's yep. Henry Fonda's yep. son. Yep. Peter Fonda. Excuse me. You are so correct. Uh, uh, oh, um, oh, yeah. This is uh, someone else sent a picture of Peter Fonda. Yeah, he's, he had a, sort of a funny look, didn't he? They, um, I mean, they were pulling off that hippie thing. It's it's a weird thing because they're hippies, but they're, like, like riding these Harleys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, they were, I think that, well, they were, I think that especially Peter Fonda wasn't really, like, uh, like, he was, like, he grew up in, like, well, he was Henry Fonda's son. Like, he was kind of playing the role. Um, okay, um, uh, this is the person who was going to the uh, the show that Highly Suspect says, Yes, the Dresden Dolls are one of my favorite bands. They have been on quite a long hiatus. Do, do you know Amanda Palmer is married to Neil Gaiman? I did know that, uh, the writer Neil Gaiman. Uh, and Yeah, he, this is a guy. She's in St. Helens, and I'm in the Coop. Just a long drive to visit. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that is a little um, awkward, that drive. You're right. Out of the way. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So when you say opposite sides of the river, you're actually like talking. I mean, it's diagonally. Re- diagonally. <laughs> it's not. I was thinking yeah. you're just Portland, Vancouver, right, which right. is not an insurmountable. But St. Helens is kind of far away. Well, you know, that's the thing is that's. I think that's a good. That's a good distance at hey, first. Hey, distance can be good for a relationship too, especially yeah. at the beginning. So true. So true. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Um, Pizza Johnny says, uh, um, uh, he says, I, I like that we can do these as kind of a book club only cult, doc, a book club only cult documentaries instead. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is because I just want to talk about this, this, uh, like we, we talked about Mandy a couple weeks ago, which is sort of a cult movie. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, 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 it will be sort of like a book club. Like, check out the, the garden documentary. And it's uh, honestly like it's it's I, I want to discuss many aspects of it because it's also uh, it's also kind of like a, a fake documentary, I think, in a lot of ways. But I do think there's like bits of documentaries. Like yeah, I, film can, I can tell that you're into these cult things. You know quite a bit about um, Jonestown and oh, some yeah. of these other things yeah. that we've mentioned. It's my. It's definitely something okay. I'm interested. I'm. I'm. I'm interested in communes and have you cults. Read, and have you read um, Helter Skelter? Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Very very uh, interesting book. Mm-hmm. My my favorite sort of cult commune is was the 
or not I don't know the source is a is one that was in LA. There's a documentary about that too. They make for really good documentaries cuz they usually document what's going on inside the cult a lot. The source was all these um sort of young attractive people in Los Angeles and they they occupied some some big like movie star mansion, but they they were like a real so sort it was of Hugh Hefner's mansion. Is that what you're well, saying? No, but the thing was, then they started like this health food restaurant on Sunset, and it was called this. And they all wore white. They would wear, they all wore these sort of white outfits. Mm. And they what's the name uh, of it? The the, the re- source. The, oh, the no, restaurant. The, oh, the, uh, I, the grocery store. I think the no, it was a restaurant. I oh, think it restaurant. was called the Source, and it was like a really hit place to go in the seventies. They they were around in the seventies, and there, then there's a restaurant in San Diego called um, Giotti Bianca. Uh-huh. And um, it's very similar to that. It's delicious vegan and vegetarian food. <laughs> and all the people that work there wear um, all white. Yeah. And see. it's um, they have a guru. I can't quite remember um, his name. It could be just the name of the restaurant for all I know. But it's uh-huh. been years since I lived in San Diego. But it's still there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting experience. The food's great, but it's also like you're there for the... Uh, that entertainment aspect of it too, I guess, of this quote unquote cult maybe yeah. thing. Well, this, see, yeah, that does sound exactly like the source. I mean, that's kind of the, anyways, uh, oh, this is, uh, more text, uh, saying, um, J hop says Jonestown is probably the highest profile cult. It's where the phrase drank the Kool-Aid comes from. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It was Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'll fi- I'll look up the name of that documentary because it, it's really fascinating. Um, uh, then this texter says, um, "Oh, says uh, I'm going to watch the garden tonight. Thanks for the recommendation." Um, oh wait. Oh no, this is uh, this is um, strawberry. Sorry, <laughs> I can- I don't recognize your the phone number. So strawberry says, "Wild Country got me started." Then Heaven's Gate on HBO, if I remember correctly. And not to conflict radio stations, but Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment on NPR did a Heaven's Gate podcast oh, that yeah. is out of this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Snap yeah. Judgment podcast. Um, the How to Be a Cult Leader, Leader show did a pretty thorough job of covering Jonestown. I was really impressed. Okay. Uh, I'm going to watch The Garden tonight. Thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit like kind of like reality TV-ish, but it, it's a documentary. I, I'll just say that. It's... It, um, and that story says, uh, David Koresh is one of the scariest guys I think I've ever heard of. And there's something about him that is so spooky to me. Never mind how he treated women and girls in his. Right. What was his. Jesus what was cult. their. Um, uh, what was the name of their their group? Yeah. Do you uh, remember? Waco. It was in Waco. Right, right. I, that was th- Janet was, Reno's yeah. debacle. I know. I'm trying to remember the name. It was. Yeah, there's a name for David Koresh's. I can. It's like on the tip of my we're tongue. We're alienating all of the people in their 20s and 30s right I now. Know. We have no idea what the hell. We're well, there's. About. I mean, I just think it's American history. I think it's really interesting. Is mm-hmm. that it happens every? You know, there, there's. It happens all the time. Is that these kind of cults? There was um, uh, the Move House in, um, in Philadelphia. I remember that. There, like, that that was. Uh, it was a bunch of. It, it was. I think that's what it was called. It was a house that that it's it happens like these groups sort of communes or or whatever they they gather together and they arm themselves and then and then it, they end up sort of 
prophesizing doom and then they end up all kind of either they kill themselves or they get killed by the feds um ruby ridge in oh, uh right in, Ida- uh, idaho. in idaho yeah. is is another yeah. kind of similar thing people going off grid and saying i want i want i don't want any part of um, this country i yeah. want to just be completely away but like you can't actually do that um okay uh uh, this text says there was an amazing depiction of hardcore hippie of, of a hardcore hippie commune in Easy Rider. Remember? Yes, I remember they were in like New Mexico. Uh, that's where they got the LSD they took at the New Orleans Cemetery. Oh if I remember my, that correctly, scene was incredible. One yeah. of one of the most amazingly accurate acid yeah, trip scenes totally. depicted in the film. So disturbing. Uh, Rajanishis or orange people. They said. Oh, yeah, so the hippie scene when they were at the commune actually was filmed in Malibu Canyon, I read. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so I think it actually does say in the movie it takes place in Southern California, but specifically... Oh, was, I thought it was, it was New Mexico, but yeah, yeah you, you might well, be right. I, maybe it was, but it was filmed in Malibu Canyon, I read. That's funny, yeah. Which makes sense. Um, uh, okay, Spokane Shrimp says, have you heard of Um Shrinko? Oh, I, I just uh, I just noticed the time. Let me just say you are listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM, streaming online everywhere at X-Ray.FM, as well as on the coast at 91.7 in Wheeler, Manzanita, Rockaway, and Nehalem. Um, uh, okay, have I heard of Um... Shiniko, really interesting stuff. I don't know what th- I haven't. I guess I'd have to look that up. I don't know. Oh, Branch Davidians. That's the name. Uh, Someone yeah, texted David, uh, David Koresh. Yeah, this is the, the yep. David Koresh. Okay, Branch Davidians. Another person. Thank you to mm-hmm. the people who texted branches. You're thinking of Branch Davidians yep. because David had a new interpretation of the Bible, and he had to impregnate all the women. Oh I guess. God. And he was in Texas. That's not going to fly there. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing about the, the, the whole thing that happened in Waco, I believe, um, like, here's the thing about that whole situation in Waco is that it, like, it, it, it was very horrifying to a certain segment of society because people that were inclined to, that wanted to, like, start their own kind of communes and stuff saw it as, like, federal government overreach. And there's also, like I keep saying, there's a good, like every cult has like a good documentary about it. There's an amazing documentary about this, the siege at Waco. And like, it's very horrifying what they did to the people inside there. Like all those people, they like, uh, it wasn't, doesn't seem like it was handled very well. And I believe that Timothy McVeigh, the guy who blew up the federal building in Oklahoma, um, was part of one of his grievances the reason that he blew yeah, up that federal right. building was that he was so upset about how the federal government had handled da- the the yeah, branch same thing, same thing with ted kaczynski like yeah. his hate for government yeah like it's it's just an american thing mm-hmm. it just is um okay um uh ms pizza johnny says the followers of jonestown drank poison flavor aid not kool-aid Kool-Aid never says anything because no publicity is bad publicity. Drug, sex, or basketball. <laughs> yeah, it can oh, go that Oh, yeah, I remember you. you Which can, is the best? You can go um, that way with it. I would say... Drug, drugs first. You mean the best, su- the best just overall, best. the best. Sex. Sex, sex. sex is the best. Sex, and then, then drugs, then, then basketball. 
<laughs> so he's got it right. <laughs> Sex, drugs, and basketball. In, I, that, in that order. Yeah. I mean, you know. No, so wait. So <laughs> this is we're just talking to this guy who stopped. Were you were here last week? Did we talk to you last I week? Okay. All right. Um, okay. Let me read some more. Um, uh, the uh, the Rajanish is or the orange people oh, wild s- says the texture was yeah. the wild uh, yeah. country people. They were the cult south of the Dalles. Yeah. Right. The Rajanish is that that's our local sort of cult yeah. story. I mean, America is full of these. That was stories. a pretty good. That was pretty fascinating. Um, um okay this is uh you guys are so lucky to live in PDX and and actually have bands and bars and things to do. Portland was mentioned on last week tonight with John Oliver. Do any listeners have oh, insight yeah. on the Portland Body Show or whatever yes, it's called? Yes, I heard about that. That guy, I, I watched that. So there was basically an autopsy of a human happening at the Marriott in downtown Portland. And somebody paid for to see this happen, and they were doing a piece on organ donations and body um, uh, donations after somebody passes on, and um, and the, and how it's uh, the oversight of the government, of course, <laughs> has been lacking. So wait, so let me just back up a second. There at the Marriott, someone yep. was like cutting open a dead body. Somebody paid for a human cadaver, and. Um, he he has a website. I forget what it is, but anyway, he was performing an autopsy essentially at a Marriott in downtown Portland, like by himself or with other people present. With other people present, and that was the highlight of the the John oh. Oliver piece was that this guy I paid five hundred bucks to see this happen, and it's you know there's some ethics behind like you uh-huh. know bodies should be used for medical research, this kind of thing, and that guy claims that he was you know so it's a slippery slope and it looks a little. You know, in, <laughs> in the gray area. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's what that guy's referring to. Okay, that was Tater Tot, by the way. Uh, Tater Tot, I didn't recognize your number. Uh, good to hear from you, Tater Tot. Wait, where are you? Where are you? Where are you texting from, Tater Tot? Um, and, and why aren't there bars and bands where you're yeah. at? Yeah. Well, it's like I do. I do. Lo- I do love and value Portland. Like I, I, you know, we've talked about it a lot on this show. Like Portland, the, especially. It's, it's going through some hard times and everything, but Portland is a is a very exciting place to live, and uh, yeah, you can even see. I don't know. I never heard of the Portland Body Show. That's all new to me. It's the no, most. Look it's it the most recent John Oliver. Okay. Uh, episode. Well, Portland, you know, we, there's tonight. no shortage of weird stuff going on in Portland. <laughs> um, and John Oliver makes fun of just really quickly. John Oliver makes fun of the guy. Because he's wearing like a uh, a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up. Um, this is Tater Tot says I'm picking up a similarity in tone and tenor between Gold Gay and Dave the Wood Guy. I could be imagining a Portland accent. Or did you grow up in Portland? Oh God, no! I get called on my upstate New York accent all ah, the time. Yeah, if I say certain things. <laughs> um, well, just so no, no, definitely unless Dave the Woodman is from upstate New York. No, Dave's from Portland. Okay. Um, and then the, then Tater Tot says, have you ever watched the that movie First Winter? No, I haven't. Uh, you're saying you like hippie stuff. This is this oh, one right. is like hipsters from Brooklyn at a New Year's Eve party in the country or something. Fiction. Okay, I'll well, check it out. hipsters is different than hippies. Um, Brooklyn hipsters is... <laughs> um, and then Tater Tot is saying that the 
the autopsy was over video in the hotel. Yep. yep. Small town stuff. Yeah, the uh, body was behind like a curtain. Tater Tot is on the peninsula in Washington. Like the wow, peninsula I'm out jealous. like. Wow. Does he live off grid? Is that why he doesn't have Are bars? You, yeah, you're just stuff? like, you're yeah. a lot like on where, the peninsula. Where on the peninsula? I'm jealous. The Olympic Peninsula. Interesting. Okay. Um, I feel like are, there's a lot of people living in the wild on the peninsula, probably. Um, okay, this is uh, this is a text. Um, it says read first. I, <laughs> I don't know what this is supposed. to... I guess uh, not in a lift, but please treat as such in a car. Please talk through the radio to my friends Omar and Tegan. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to read this out loud. Omar and Tegan. What's up? You are driving in a car. <laughs> you ruined <laughs> the it. The radio is talking you to ruined, you. you ruined yeah, it. see, I didn't understand <laughs> what you meant. Damn it. Oh, totally but but probably up. Omar and Tegan aren't, weren't paying attention, and so now they've just... So now they are. Now they're like, what's going on? What is going on? Um, Omar and Tegan, the radio is talking to you. I know this is like a strange event, but the, the radio has, has like picked up on your brainwave and frequency and we are talking to you i think you're gonna have a really fun night tonight uh i just really go for it this is gonna be a special night in your life um oh but don't party too hard uh and love the world (laughs) okay uh that was (laughs) omar um okay let me uh then we've got um text saying branch davidians uh the Jesus guy. Okay, sorry, we're, I I fell behind. Um, um, um Shake Shaco uh, might be the only cult with their own anime. Uh, the Jesus-looking guy and their leader, um, and he perpetrated gas attacks on the subway in Tokyo. Oh wow! He sounds like a delight. Didn't know that about that. Well, listen, we've got a backup of text messages. Let me just try to like really power through them. Um, Let's see. Uh, hello there. My name is Tina, and I'm from Sherwood. I heard Deep Dish Donny donates his time to a nonprofit called Squirrels with Scoliosis. Um, <laughs> and hello there. I'm a sassy little thing from Lake Oswego named Sarah. I sure hope Deep Dish Donny texts tonight. He is funny, and I heard he makes love like a sensual succulent. Jeez, um, Triple D getting a lot of love. I know. Well, now that's Deep Dish. Deep Dish Johnny is Triple D, although there's another there's Triple an, there's D. There's two Triple Ds. There's DoorDash yeah. Dylan right, and, right. and Deep Dish Donnie. <laughs> Deep Dish Donnie. Um, okay. Uh, oh, Arthur, have you heard of Documentary Now created by Bill Hader and Fred Armisen? Yes, I have heard of Documentary Now. I, uh, um, they do half-hour short satire mock docs that make fun oh, of some uh, of the greatest documentaries of all time. That's yes, a good, that's a good I do know right Documentary there. Now. Uh, uh, very familiar with it. It's funny. Um, uh, let's see. Um, the live autopsy. This is from Miss Pizza Johnny. The live autopsy was part of the oddities convention that happens in Portland every year. That happened a few years ago. Oh, it wasn't recent. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like it happened last week or something. Uh, okay. This is um, uh, Strawberry. I think is texting this. Uh, says, "Is this Strawberry?" Um, uh, yeah, it's strawberry. Uh, said I dated a guy who was born into an ex-transcendental meditation cult. 
Uh, he was absolutely fascinating and had a lot of really interesting things to say, and I miss hanging out with him. He would pace around his living room and chain smoke joints and talk about all kinds of spirit spirituality and what being an occult was like. If there's any practicing TM followers listening, you are in a cult for sure. Call your family. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think tra- transcendental meditation is a cult. I didn't know that. I mean, we're like there's. I think there's cult like things. Uh, you know, I I I think that we it's. The definition of a cult is like a very loose thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, you, there's, I, th- like you could, you could, uh, you could say, I don't know. It's just like sports fans are in a cult, or fans of a certain band, or you know, they all. It's like there's, it's that. What is what is a cult? You know, um, I mean, it, the, the <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but anyways, uh, um. Okay, this J-Hops uh, texted in and said, Where in upstate New York are you from, Gold Gay? J-Hops is from Long Island but went to college in Oneonta. Oh, yeah. I grew up in Syracuse, so central New York. The Not Q's. Oneonta is closer to the Catskills, yeah. yeah. That's like a cold. Th- I always think of Syracuse as like super cold. Oh, like, it's, yeah. It's the snowiest big city in America. Wow. Even, even more so than Buffalo. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, uh, and then... Pizza Johnny says, um, make Oregon Rajanish again. <laughs> um, uh, and then Pizza Johnny says, um, all you have to do is keep the cops away from your cult in, te- in, in Texas and base your cult on Christian. Uh, all you have to do. Sorry, let me start this over. I've once again mangled one of Pizza Johnny's texts. All you have to do to keep the cops away from your cult in Texas is base, base your cult on Christianity. Well, that's what you would think, but I think David Koresh like was kind of based on Christianity. He just went off script a little bit. It's just convenient because when the feds come for you, then you become a martyr. Oh, I see. You're saying that's what he actually did. Um, uh, then, then Pizza Johnny says, "Hey, Tater Tot, are you near Forks? Can we bring our bus to your house?" <laughs> okay, yeah, there Fork, you go. Forks is out. Out um, on the. It's far out there, isn't it? It's like, Forks is a town. On I've the been peninsula. to Port Townsend, but that's not really. That's sort of the peninsula, isn't it? Um, Electromagnetic says, I don't know if there's ever been a bad episode of Sex, Drugs, and Basketball, but that show two weeks ago was extremely foul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, we ta- are you talking about this show when we were talking about the 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 um, the owl? I thought that was last week. We had this, this listener last week. Well, that's literally foul. I know. Well, yeah. that's what yeah. I don't know if this was. <laughs> I don't know if you were like making sort of a dad joke there, or. But we had this last week. This, uh, this we were talking to this guy who was in the bar, and he told us that he was walking at Mount Tabor, and an owl flew down and oh, and grabbed totally. his hat off of his that's head. That's a thing. Yeah. Did, yeah. Didn't you ever hear about the the staircase? The document? Yeah. That, that yeah. Well, then we got into that yeah. like that. We looked all that up. Oh, that's yeah. what that that whole discussion happened yeah, last week. There's a whole podcast so on it and a Netflix thing on it. Yeah, I didn't even which realize. Is, which is weird because that's the. In the podcast, they talk about the owl thing a lot, but in the documentary, they uh-huh. the, like his attorneys don't even use that as a defense when it's uh-huh. when it really. I think it should be. I mean, because there's you believe the owl th- the owl theory. Well, I think, owl it's, I think it stunned the the wife, and it um, just I to wait just to back up a minute so that if you weren't listening last week, so we the, 
we talked to a guy who was walking about Tabor, and an owl swooped down and picked the hat off his head. Mm-hmm. And then this spurred a discussion of this famous case mm-hmm. that is like apparently a real case where this guy went to jail for this 19 years. Well, well-known author. A well-known author for uh, for for murdering his wife. Um, they th- said that he had like hit her on the head and pushed her down the stairs and it killed her. But the theory that was floated, which you're talking about, was that an owl had actually attacked her and had, caused her to fall yeah, down the stairs. Her, had struck her. And uh-huh. it stunned her, and um, she fell down the stairs. Yeah, and you think that is actually what happened? Well, I mean, in the podcast, because in the in the documentary, I don't even think they touch on it, which is really strange. Because uh-huh. in the podcast, it's the criminal, the the podcast criminal. Um, it's actually one of their first episodes. They talk about how microscopic, because um, owls have hairs on their claws, but they're <laughs> like mi- microscopic. We're getting and deep in this. Yeah, subject. and so anyway, there were owl hairs found in the skull of, oh. of the of the lady. I died, see. Of the wife who was killed. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that was the thing, and then he went to jail for 19 years. Imagine how pissed and, you would and be. He was, and he was having a gay relationship on the side. But there, there, I thought there was something that he had also killed his other partners or something like oh, that. Oh, right. Yeah, there's a, in Germany. Yeah, his first wife was... So uh, that's kind of suspect. Totally, yeah. Like, I mean, that's pretty bad. Like, you killed your first partner, and then your second partner dies in a way that looks like you similar. killed him, but it actually yeah. was an owl. Right. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah. Of all the coincidences, you almost deserve to go to but jail just for that during this time of year, actually, it's more towards um, spring owls have it, and you'll see it, signs posted over by Pittock Mansion specifically, um, it's like, be careful be, of owls. Hey, just FYI, this is the season where owls are, are nesting, and they're, uh-huh. having their, they're having their baby owls, whatever they're called, uh-huh. and um, they can get aggressive. Wow. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, there so you go. Yeah. Well, see? Be careful of owls. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Um, uh, then this texter says, the Grey Gardens episode of Documentary Now is so good. Yeah, Grey Gardens famous documentary uh, about this sort of like eccentric uh, sisters who live out in Long Island, um, but they do like a, a sort of mockumentary of Grey Gardens. Yeah, that is a funny one. Um, uh, Tater Tot says, "I used to live in Plattsburgh, New York. I went to college in the Adirondacks. I went to college at Paul Smith's, which is oh. very close to Plattsburgh. We used to go to Montreal and drink because you could drink up there when you're 18. Right. So we used right. to go to, and my really good friend from college was from Plattsburgh, so." I know it well. That yeah. upstate New York life, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> and uh, oh, this is oh, it's Denver Dan. Denver double Dan. Double D. Um, we got uh, two triple Ds and a double D. Do you realize we've got Gold Gay here, Denver Dan? Uh, he said, "Omar and Tegan, the call is coming from inside the house. Get out! Get out!" <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. Arthur screwed it up. <laughs> I already screwed it up. Yeah. Um, uh, um, and then he said, uh, I was going to make a Jonestown Colts joke, but the punchline's too long. Oh, oh. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> line for like the line for the punch. The <laughs> Did you make that up? That's pretty that good. That is pretty good. Um, is that Denver Dan? This is Denver Dan. And God, then he I said, like him. <laughs> it's Denver Dan. It's gold gay. He's good. He's good. He's witty. <laughs> There's like this. He I is. Know, he I is know. witty. There's I like know. this strange yeah. uh, love affair Attraction. here. Attraction. Uh, oh, and then Denver Dennis' other joke. Uh, what's the hardest cult to join? 
uh, difficult. <laughs> I think these are homemade jokes created by Denver Dan based on the show themes. I'm pretty sure. The punchline's too long joke you, is good. That is good. You hosted with him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I've been in Denver. I think yeah. he he actually was in Portland back when we were doing the show at the studio. Oh, so that's how you know him? I've I've known him for a long time. Oh, okay. uh, we uh we were actually members together? of a cult together. <laughs> <laughs> we worked at a summer camp which was kind of cult like the oh, the whole okay. community. We're talking I don't know if you're just tuning in Denver Dan, but we're talking about uh cults in in America and and uh I was saying how the camp we worked at was kind of cult like. Dan and I were sort of the what the kind rebels. of what kind of camp was it? You were you it were was a, it was an amazing camp. It was a camp for people with disabilities. Okay. Um, but the counselors, we were so tight knit um, that we, I felt like there was like and the, and then the the woman who founded the camp was like this very powerful personality, and so we all kind of worshipped her and wanted to please her, and so uh, it had like cult aspects of it but in a in a very it was in a very like friendly wonderful way in an inspiring way and then we at the end of the summer we all went back to our lives but it was a it was a how long ago how old were you guys then we were in our early 20s like working at this this in oregon no it was in massachusetts uh okay yeah in the berkshires no uh on uh on the coast massachusetts on the ocean um Okay, uh, let me, let me, uh, someone said, this text says, um, I've, all of Port Townsend is a cult. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. I, I thought everyone that knew that already. That's Port funny. Townsend, Washington That's is a so cult. That's so funny. I didn't know that. Oh, it's so artsy and, uh. All of Port Townsend yeah, is a cult. It really that, is. That'd be funny to go there and be like, I hear it's a, I hear it's a cult. It's this such town a weird a place because it's, it's actually like a, still like a fishing town. <laughs> but it has this, so it's got these uh-huh. gruff like fishermen, uh-huh. and then it's got this like artsy hippie side to it, right. you know. I've been to Port Townsend. I went there when I was in my when I was yeah. I think I wasn't even twenty years old. I I went there, um, and we we were driving around in a van, and uh, we heard it was like really cool there. It's a cool place. Um, we didn't know it was a cult, though. <laughs> um, oh, then this text says, uh, I have a feeling Deep Dish Donnie has several secret personas that know how to text. I, mm. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. That makes sense. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Deep Dish Donnie just texts. I've, I know Deep Dish Donnie. I've met... I've made several like friends through this radio show. Gold Gay is one of them, and Deep, Deep I, Dish Donnie, like people that I've met IRL. Is, is Deep Dish local? Because I think I met DoorDash Dylan. Oh yeah, DoorDash Dylan lives nearby. Him. He, he lives, lives in, in a, a tiny house. He lives in a tiny yeah. house. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like I should. I I I always mention this aspect of your life, but I've I've we've we, I haven't brought it up yet. But people should know this about Gold Gay is that you you your primary residence is your car. Yeah. Well, That's I mean, technically, my physical address is um, my friend's house. But, yes, where I actually reside primarily is in, <laughs> like, tonight. Uh-huh. I, that's why I'm here. Cause I'm, oh, really? I, You're staying in your I car tonight? A ho- I finished a house at, house at this morning, and I'm starting another one tomorrow. So, tonight, I'm in my car. Oh, there you so, go. So, yeah, I'm in the car tonight. So, this is like a cold, rainy. This is one of oh, those nights when I would not want to sleep in my perfect. car. Oh, this oh, you like it? I love it. Really? Yeah, like, this isn't cold. Like, it what was it a week ago uh-huh. when it was like very cold uh-huh. um, I had a three day stretch in the car and it was you know like when it was in the upper 20 low 30s I don't really want it to be that much colder 
So tonight in the 40s is perfect and raining. It's ideal, actually. I love the sound of rain on the roof. But so wait, you do you do you roll down your windows or you just keep them? Completely? Well, I have rain guards, uh-huh. so I, my windows are always cracked. All four are always cracked this oh, much. But okay. I, I put curtains up in the front windows, and I have a whole setup. Yeah. So. And do you always park in the same place, or you? you I, I, most nights, yeah. Yeah. The same area, which. And does anyone ever mess with your car? Never. Okay. No, not once. That's good. It's pretty quiet. Excuse me. Um, where I post up. Wait, if you have to, I probably already asked you this, but if you have to pee in the middle of the night, do you go in a bottle? I have a planner's jar. <laughs> a plan- Wide mouth. Not because I have a huge one, but just because <laughs> it's safer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. That's something you learn really quickly if you are ever yeah. like, if you're ever doing any sort of outdoor sleeping or, or, or any I, kind of like. I learned my lesson pretty early on like uh-huh. when I first started doing it. Uh-huh. I, um, woke up at like 2 a.m., like one of my first nights, and I was like, yeah. oh, I got to pee. It's like, well, I, well, I got to get out of the car and pee. And I was like, well, I can't be doing that. So yeah, I got to find a, a solution. Bottle. So I found the planners. They yeah. work really well. I've, I, that is the, that is the, the camping, ve- especially if you're sleeping in a vehicle, like you just don't want to friggin' get out of your vehicle, no. go find a well, place you where you can pee. Atten- yeah, you don't want to draw yeah. attention to yourself. So either. pee in a bottle. That is, whenever you're sleeping yeah. in a vehicle, pee in a planners. bottle. Planners, <laughs> it's good advice. <laughs> I'm not being paid to say that. Um, okay, I, I'm. I apologize for being behind on the text. Let me get through here. Um, uh, um, there. This is. Uh, this is Tater Tots. Uh, oh no, this is Skyrim. Says uh, there was also a guy who got attacked by an owl on Southeast Division. Uh, there was a post on Reddit the day after. Last week's episode stole his beanie. Okay, see the owls are out. Their owls are out, like attacking people. It's happening. Um, okay, uh, I'm gonna, let me go through. Goldgate, I think, is going to get a drink, so I'm gonna I'm gonna power through these texts. Um, uh, okay, uh, the episode the episode. Uh, this is also this is also um, talking about um, documentary now. The episode where they make fun of Rajanish and Owen Wilson plays the Osho. Uh, you know, I haven't seen that episode. I th- I think I saw it like part uh, like a, a clip from it. That sounds funny. I just haven't seen it. Um, uh, this is uh, hello there. I'm Sasha from Bend, Oregon, and Deep Dish Donnie is a gentleman's gentleman. <laughs> you know what's funny, Deep Dish Donnie is. I think Goldgate thought that those really were people from. Tina from Sherwood and and a sassy little thing from Lake Oswego were texting in about you. I, I'm not sure he realized that it was you texting in about yourself. I knew better that it was. That's just deep dish Donnie tooting his own horn. Um, okay. Uh, um, this is Pizza Johnny texted and said, all, all this documentary talk is getting me all hot and bothered. When is your Casa Bonita thing coming out on Paramount? I mean, I don't have Paramount, so I'll have to download it. But, um, uh, yes, I, 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 the part of the reason I'm always talking about documentary films in this in this show is that I that's what I that's the business I work in. I make documentary films, and I the last one I was working on was um, about Casa Bonita, um, which is a, a restaurant that was bought by the South Park creators in Denver. Um, it has indoor waterfall and cliff divers, uh, and th- it was supposed to be out like right now on Paramount Plus. But Casa, the 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 reopening of Casa Bonita 
has been like really slow and kind of embarrassing for for them uh and uh yes this is the doc that i'm working on sorry i'll turn up your mic here uh yeah the um and so the the so now our documentary comes out on paramount plus in march um which is coincides with the 50th anniversary of casa bonita um and so um yeah, I look forward to. I, I'll I'll be talking that up a lot um, when it happens. Um, and then uh, um, Pizza Johnny says, if Gold Gay needs an occasional temp room in Estacada, we have a few. I like Estacada. I like uh-huh. the. Uh, I used to run the Clackamas River Trail a lot out there along the river until it burned down a couple years ago. Yeah, um, Estacada is nice. I drove through it to go it get, is, get yeah. my Christmas tree this year. Um, and then he also says, uh, if if Gold Gay hates real roof and insulation, the bus makes really nice rain noises. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Got it. Have you met Pizza Johnny? You guys met in person? Mm. I. So he's been here before. Yeah, he is. He you would have met. Yeah, here. I, I don't remember. I remember DoorDash Dylan and his um, girlfriend. That one night. Speaking of which, DoorDash yeah. Dylan just oh, just texted uh, in. Da- uh, um, who's the woodsman? Uh, uh, Dave the wood guy. Yeah, that yeah. I met him. Yeah. yeah. Um, we they got a text from it says, "Hey, Triple D here. Just got off work and had a customer tell me uh, they had their fur hat taken off their head from an owl. <laughs> it must." Have man, thought owl- it was a bunny or something, huh? Owls are bitches, man. So the owls. This is just like a. This is like a the hot news story that we're breaking here yeah. is owls are just taking everybody's hats in Portland right now. They're just a bunch of dicks. Just like, <laughs> what do you think they do with it? They like get the hat and they're like, this isn't a friggin' rabbit, and then right. they just. Um, okay, uh, Denver Dan, Denver Dan said, "Gold Gay, he's going to be my first. <laughs> and then, then he asked, "Still living in a car?" Which we we did answer that. Yeah. Still, and then, oh yeah. And they said the name of that owl documentary should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so stupid. Should be who <laughs> who done it? Who done it? Like who? Who said like, that? That was Denver Dan. Oh, of course Denver it was. Dan's yeah. joke. <laughs> um, and then he said, I want Gold Gay's <laughs> planter's jar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Denver Dan always gets me, like, makes me laugh. He really does. Uh, <laughs> who done it? Um, he <laughs> yeah, Gold Gay, you should send him that planter's jar. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, this is. Um, Tater Tot says, "Oh wow, I want to hear way more about Gold Gay living in a car. Uh, how how do you have a safe place in Portland? Any problems with crazy people?" Um, yeah, I don't really want to give away my spot, but um, y- no issues with crazy people. I th- uh, well, I will say where I park, I did have a homeless camp, a large homeless camp, um, and they removed it passive aggressively by putting in a skate park and pickleball courts so that <laughs> that will probably give it away pickleball um, courts. yeah and but anyway it's been quiet since then so that's fine and i never i just moved my car i mean it's generally been around um, uh-huh. that one area so um there you go yeah, yeah so i've actually uh i'm i might be selling my vehicle probably wow as, as is i because i 
I got a new position within my company where I'll be working remote. Uh-huh. I'll be writing proposals now, so I can. I think I want to upgrade to a van. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I was gonna say. I, I, I was like, but you, it's like I feel like you probably could find a way to pay rent, but you just don't like the idea of doing oh, it. Yeah, like, I could. It, I could afford it. I could afford rent, but like, yeah. I mean, I have so much like flexibility without being tied down to a place to uh-huh. to pay. At, you know, renting a place is just. I mean, I would, I can't ever go back. It's been over 10, you know, with my hiking, it's been since 2011, you know, that I have. Since you've had a place. Since I've had a place, yeah. So. Um, No, I'm, thank you, though. Gold Gay got me one. I'm fine. (laughs) Thank you, Rose. Yeah. The excellent service here. So I'd like to (laughs) be able to work. um, So I'm training right now, um, and I'm hopeful, like, at this time next year, I'll be in, like, southern Utah or somewhere in Arizona working remotely from Starlink, you know. Oh. Do you have Starlink? Not yet, yet, but I will. But, they, you know, they have an option for, um, like, mobile mobile home type of thing. (laughs) You, like, you moving into – when you move into a van, which seems like the the inevitable thing. Yeah, you're going to be just like, what am I going to do with all this space? Because the car, just to be clear, your car is like a Honda Fit, right? It's 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 like a small car. It is. You know, I don't spend a lot of time in it except for uh just to sleep, like on Uh nights like tonight. It's because I'm house-sitting so many, you know. And I'll Uh still continue to house-sit. I'll I'll bounce around throughout the country and house-sit. But when I'm not house-sitting, in between, I want to be able to go to a national forest and post up for like a day or two or whatever uh-huh. be able to work um that kind of thing uh-huh. so i'll still be linking in the house sets for sure because that's you know where i do laundry that's where i get to cook like good meals in kitchens and yeah. that kind of stuff so and i also want to try and monetize it because i use a third-party website um oh trip. really anyway, I, I use trustedhousesitters.com okay um to get my house it's currently but now i'll be able to bounce around all around the world really but um i'll focus primarily on out west in the u.s trusted house sitters.com that's like mm-hmm. a, that's how that's you a, get yeah, a trusted yeah i mean there's so many yeah i've been doing it for like eight years now so i just figured you had a network of people that knew well, and i do reference now. You. yeah, yeah so. I, most of my regulars don't even they just text me directly. I like see. We don't go through the website anymore. Got it. And I do get paid for some of it sometimes. A lot of people do. Um, they're not required to, and I don't uh-huh. ever ask, but a lot of times people will pay me. Okay. But I would like to have my own website and, you know, have some passive income while I'm working with the new position remotely. So, because I'm going to be house-sitting anyway, I might as well try and side hustle it. Right. You know. Well, so, yeah, so there you get, that's, this is like the real, this is a real, I feel like there's a lot of like sort of van life fakers in the world who like, they, they, they go live in a van for a few months and then they document on the internet or something. But like, you've been doing it since yeah. 2011 in a yeah. Honda Fit. Yeah. Like, yeah. with. Well, actually, since 2013, in 2011, 2012, and 2013, I was doing my long hikes. So I, okay. wasn't, I wasn't in, I didn't have a vehicle at all, but I didn't need one because I was hiking for most of those years. Got it. So um, it was after the Continental Divide Trail where I decided to get a vehicle to live, to convert, to live into. I see. Live in it. And just one other detail. So the reason Gold Gay, your name is Gold Gay, is what does that stand for? The w- 
You know, you know. I right? oh, I know. Okay, I just for okay, listeners, okay, gotcha. for listeners. <laughs> so um, I've never had sex with a woman. That that so. was yeah. Somehow that was when Shannon was my co-host. Right. She somehow found found that out, and that's yeah. a nickname. Well, you I'm sure I guess. disclosed it, but I think I'm in the minority in terms of um, gay dudes who that <laughs> at some point early on usually have experimented and then realized mm-hmm. that they didn't want the that. gold gay. <laughs> You're a, he's a gold gay. Yeah. Um. But he does live in Honda Fit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so S- single, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, text says, hello there, deep dish Donnie at your service. I don't know what you mean when you say those lovely ladies were me. Are you sure you're not? Uh, I'm... I'm not for the fanfare. I do it for the children. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and then... Uh, um, then this text says, uh, I kind of want to do a cult tour and see if anyone will let me join their cult. I wonder how many I could join at once. I know. I feel like some cults you could just walk in and join, and others it would be like this kind of long process. Um, There's an application process. <laughs> uh, Denver Dan texted and said, I, oh, <laughs> I misread I misread that it was I want Gold Gaze Planters Jar, but he wrote I want to be Gold Gaze <laughs> Planters that's, Jar. That's more disturbing. I know that's yeah. more. It was good. That image is so well, that's disturbing. Just so much more direct. I, I want to be Gold Gaze. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was funny that you just wanted his Planters Jar. Um, and then why did the heavy that then uh, Denver Dan says why did the heaven? I think this is a joke that he made up. We'll see. It says <laughs> why did the Heaven's Gate cult commit suicide? <laughs> answer they just wanted to keep up with the joneses oh man <laughs> i feel that's like that's good where yeah. is he is he Goog- he's googling i i i think he makes these up i honestly do i think he i but yeah may, or maybe he he did a, he yeah um um this is pizza johnny says we have fiber internet does he want to work remotely from our school bus after watching the cult of mother of God, I've been thinking about doing live streams from the school bus where oh, I yeah. sell energy crystals for people to shove up their butts. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that documentary, so I don't know. Is that something that happens in that documentary? Uh, Do the energy crystals have to be in your <laughs> butt? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, and then this text says... Um, Oh, Tater Tot says, hey, when you sell your car, make sure you cr- your Craigslist ad says, definitely not been lived in. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years, you're living the dream, uh, and you have time to go to the gym. Oh, it's critical to my success. Yeah, the gym is critical. Well, but I do, in, in, um, I do a deep clean of the car twice a year where during um, certain house sets of certain houses uh-huh. where I can pull everything out of my car, put it all in the garage, and like, just scrub the hell out of it and vacuum it and and then i maintain it you know all pretty i keep it pretty clean yeah i remember you sent me a picture of it and it was like Mm. it was very like well or it's not like sometimes you see people living in their vehicles and it just looks like like a hamster's nest in there but it's like gold gay has it like set up nicely like you have like hangers and Mm -hmm. and like what looks like a comfortable bed i don't spend a lot of time in there so Mm-hmm. You know, if you're living in your vehicle in an urban setting, it's kind of that's a good setup for it. Um, uh, Deep Dish Johnny says hello, or uh, 
Hello there. This is Gold Gay. About a week ago, an owl swooped down on me and did things that would land a human in jail for three days. <laughs> Sexually, that is. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Do you want to uh, say hi? Sure. <laughs> Here, wait. I've got a mic. Here, you or us we have it we have a, a new a new guest you know me you just only seen my face three times totally. I know wait are you Jay Huffs? I am Jay Huffs. that's what I thought that's what I thought I didn't want to am I already on talking? yes you're you're on yeah Say hello it. everybody I'm Jay Huffs. I'm heading in to drive my radio cab but I'm getting an extremely late start wow so you're just about to go to work Yes, just about. Yeah, so Jay Hops is a frequent texter, so I thought it was you, but the, the past couple of times you've come in, you've it's like been sort of in and out, so I I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Actually, I've only come in here once, uh, that oh. one time. Oh, you only came in once. You know, this is Portland. How many dudes look like me at this <laughs> point? It's kind of normal looking. <laughs> so, what if it, do you ever it, like so Jay Hops? What if you if people said? what celebrity you look like what celebrity is it like do you ever get told you look like a, a particular celebrity when i was younger and much thinner and had less hair i got <laughs> compared to travis bickle <laughs> way too many times to be comfortable and this is before i ever drove a taxi cab at all uh-huh so it seems almost like the suggestion mm -hmm. was <laughs> fading me to what now feels I'm, like a life sentence. I, I'm picking up on uh, who plays the dude in uh, The Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. The Minus the bowler hat. I could totally, because he doesn't wear a bowler hat, but um, the hair and just, yeah. Who is that? You know who I'm talking about, right? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's happened too since, mm -hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> pre post-weight and hair growth and uh -huh. all that, yeah. The dude abides. <laughs> Well, J-Hop, so you wait, you're about to start your shift on as a radio cab driver. Yeah, I'm on my way in right now. I I just I had to do things during the day, and that's just made me sleep way too late. So you're going to Northwest? So I'm going to Northwest to pick up the taxi, yeah, and yeah. then I'm going to drive people around, and so hopefully you, they'll like you that. you work like a full night? Usually till about 5 or 6 in the morning. Oh, okay. So graveyard. So, yeah. yeah. Is, it, is it busy? They don't want me fussing with all the nice day people. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you get like people are calling cabs until in three three or four in the morning like There's what kind this of magical thing called alcohol it keeps <laughs> yeah. people still doing stuff around then yeah. so what's your you and then any, the airport people start showing up do you have up. any um like horror stories or interesting stories from 3 a.m yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of horror stories. Um, I don't know what's interesting anymore. I've been doing it for so long. Yeah, you know, a lot of it oh, just yeah. washes over me at this point. But are you a veteran? No, I'm definitely not a veteran. Okay, I'm they, a, they kind I of pride Try not to say anything. We we were yeah. founded by veterans. Right, right, you know, we yeah. started in 1946. We were actually an amalgamation of two smaller cab companies at that time, mm. but. Yeah, we were founded by a lot of World War II vets, right? And we definitely favor veterans, but we don't exclude hippies and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, looks like me. Wait, yeah, wait. Are you are you from Portland? No, I grew up out on Long Island, and oh, that's actually why I came in. Oh, I, really? The, the I couldn't text enough t to get on the cult subject. Oh, are, are you the one that we were talking about with? You, were you from Long Island? You were uh, yes, me? I am. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And actually, my sister used to live like. 
two houses down you went from to the o- upside you went down. To I went to Oneonta, right? Yeah. But my my grandparents lived outside of Syracuse, oh, so gotcha. yeah. big connections yeah. there too. Yeah. Wow! So yeah. this is you were listening and you were like, I got to come down yeah, and say, this is too much text. Well, there was <laughs> one cult that you would find interesting, and it oh, was yeah. surrounding a character named Father John Divine. Uh-huh. Um, now this was back in the '30s, and it was a very very. Um, it, it it involves some a lot of um, challenging stuff because it's not just uh, post sixties. It's uh-huh. it's uh, it involves a lot of uh, racism and class stuff from that time that uh-huh. you, you can't avoid. But he was well. Long story short, he found that so he had moved into a compound in the town I grew up in on Long Island, uh-huh. and he was eventually prosecuted for fraud. And convicted, and the judge sentenced him to a year in jail and fined him five hundred dollars. And he told the judge that he was going to drop dead. And the judge did drop dead within the next few days. Oh, really? So it's it's way more involved with that. Father also, John Divine. Father John Divine. Okay, if you I got a look. I've never it, heard you, of him. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, it's, it's so it's you quite be, so interesting. you being from New York, do you know about the Oneida? Um, silverware company, right? I've so, heard of it. I've had so back, Oneida Silverware. Yeah, so back in the day, that that there was a cult involved. They started Oneida Silverware. There was a cult in um, Oneida, um, and they all lived in this like huge mansion, which now is, obviously it's a defunct cult now. But you can rent, you can Airbnb the actual mansion now. It's been like it's like a registered national. Uh, oh, how interesting! You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. You can you can stay at a cult's uh, mansion. Yeah. Now I um, have to say, you're a fairly tall fellow. It's extremely impressive that you're living in a Honda Fit. <laughs> yeah, <That's> I, <laughs> I know. I get that a lot. But that's I, uh, I that's bar- not something you can I hear bar- on the radio. I barely fit in it. It's six four. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So fa- I'm just looking at Father Divine because I w- well, was Father he a John Divine? Father John Divine. It's yeah. it's okay. Oh, that's a different Father Divine. All right, I gotta. I'll, I'll look it up after. I, I don't think you could do it in a timely fashion. And yeah, I, I didn't mean to suggest that. You, no, no, I'll check would. it out. I just, I do. I let, you're right. I like that subject. Um, well, um, so have you ever had someone puke in your cab? Oh, of I, course. And then what do you? I, what do you in do? fact, I had my first experience with the Portland Street response last night, and I have to say, one. Those people deserve a lot of respect. They're very uh-huh. gung-ho. We have an account with them, and they called us to take a fellow home. Not a very long distance. Now, I don't know why they can't drive them themselves, but there's uh-huh. some city code that prevents that. Interesting. It's, it's, um, but they had these deployable, disposable towels that were a very biodegradable kind of vinyl on one bottom side. And some kind of cotton, you know, uh, uh-huh. material on the other side for keeping things clean for all sorts of biohazard messes yeah. that might yeah. occur. And I had yeah. them put a few of them down because the fellow, he had that odor that told uh-huh. me this is potentially a problem. So, so you, so they call because I, the so Portland Street response. I'm really interested in that, like that because I, I saw them last night. There was there was like this guy. I mean, everyone in Portland. We talk about this a lot on this show. Is like the the homeless situation in Portland is is wild right now. I saw, last night was like a cold rainy night. I was just walking to the store, and I saw this guy 
and he was just like rolled up in a bush like he was it was i was like man how can that guy like he sort of had a tarp over him but it was just the wrong place and the wrong night to be like sleeping under a bush and so i went to the store and i was like i i was like i'm gonna walk by that guy and see how he's doing because it was such a freaky sight to me i mean of all and and I was really heartened when I like ten minutes later I walked over and the and this Portland Street res- response was like dealing with him. Oh, and by the way, he had a wheelchair, which I didn't know whether he used it or not. But um, I like seeing the Portland. But I was wondering specifically, like, what are they going to do for this guy? And um, that's interesting. Yeah, is it so just the, a welfare check, or is it? Just yeah, they have like sprinter vans, and they go, and it was like they were like checking in on him, and I yeah. was like, "This is good. Like, this is what we need in Portland because there's too many people who just seem like they're on the verge of dying out on the streets right now." Yeah. Um, but so they can call a, a radio cab, and then where do you take them? Like, where? where well, this was a situation where the, the fellow was just he was. Um, he had some mobility issues, and he just he wasn't able to get to his home. Uh-huh. He did have a home. He was literally I only see. about ten blocks away, oh, okay. so it wasn't. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a variety of situations, and sometimes calling us is not uh-huh. the right answer. Um, I just was. I was just like, what? Like, you know, as a human being, I was like, what could be done for this guy? He was just like, I was like, you know, and I thought, like, what, I mean, if you even if you just really wanted to help him. Like how are you? How are you going to do it? And I so I, I I do I agree with you when you say like I really appreciate the Portland Street response. I think we should have ten times the number of those vans driving around just trying to figure out what to do with all these well, people. From what I see, it I mean we are really really overwhelmed with this problem, and this mm-hmm. is just my own personal. I'm sure you see a lot though. You drive a cab every to- night. You're yeah. totally from Long Island. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can totally hear it now. Go ahead. It's not a secret I get to keep. It's, uh-huh. it's, <laughs> um, well, you know, it's. Um, I mean, what you just described about the fellow in the bush reminds me of one day when I was coming home, and um, I, you know, I live a couple blocks from the gas station on 82nd, and I went out to get some cream because I was out of it and on the way back I saw a homeless guy he had a tarp on him just on a sidewalk corner and he it was one of those rainy days where you know the floodwaters were coming up over the sewer grates because they were clogged with leaves and he had his feet propped up on a couple of um, old milk crates so that they wouldn't be resting in the water and the floodwaters just growing underneath his feet <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm describing it yeah, right, yeah. but all I, I can, can think totally is picture that. that's yeah, terrible. Yeah. yeah, we we don't have, well, we haven't figured out how to deploy the resources because really, uh-huh. what these people need to be is housed, right? yeah, as many of them as possible. Um, and of course, that's such a thorny issue. And you know, the land property in the city has gone through the roof over the last decade. Well, but I would I would say I mean that what I think is is true is that there's a certain number of people there are a lot of people definitely need to be housed but there's people in Portland who just seem pretty dedicated to living outside like the problem is that that right now or they're living in their vehicles or whatever but it's like the the weather gets really gnarly to to be living outside and I, I just worry that there's people who are just overwhelmed like trying to live in a tent through the months of December through like February in Portland is brutal and I just don't think people can I don't think they're equipped to do it and that's um, and 
you know, I agree they should be housed, but I, I, I'm not sure it's realistic that, that I think they're dealing with so many issues and mental health and drugs. And I just appreciate that Portland street, street response yeah. would be somebody is out there yeah, just kind of like it's pretty thankless interfacing but, but with them. Yeah, it's uh, definitely um, those are good people. Yeah. But I mean, we but Portland, you know, Portland, it, residents of Portland pay a lot of tax to to do something about home like we like right. if you if you work in portland you pay like a, a big amount of money that's mm. supposed to go towards these homeless solutions rectification or something and i don't know where it's going i would like it to go to portland street response like they they seem like they're actually doing something yeah but i i can agree with you more i think it's i think it's a program that that definitely needs expanding i mean and it's not just for homeless people it's for people generally speaking who are losing it but the police aren't the adequate uh-huh. resource for dealing right. with it yeah as and opposed to the police yeah like it's just yeah exactly but i i think part of our problem is just looking at the homeless problem and in our binary way of thinking about everything we either judge them in a condom condemnation type of way you could tell i was an english major <laughs> <laughs> Or we just kind of valorize them as as heroes of some sort, and there's just an, it's an extremely mixed population. It includes a lot of people who aren't visibly homeless, and a lot of people who are they're just out of control in so many different ways, mental health wise or drugs. And we just simply want to wrap it all together and find a, the cheapest solution we can. And I honestly wish we would really just face up to the fact that this is a 40-year problem we've never dealt with. Yeah, I agree. Well, I just got to say we're in the final minute of the show. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, I'm gonna get a, I want to get a picture if you guys are, are cool with it uh, with the